Hello and welcome to Roll Up, uh, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I, I guess I'm your host tonight. Uh, I'm uh, Todd, the tournament master. We're without Sam, who is uh, dealing with uh, some home improvement uh, things or something. Something's going on there. I'm not not sure what's going on, but uh, hopefully all is well in the uh, in the Fane household right now. I am joined, as always, by Mike Molesky. Mike, how's everything going? No, well, it's it's better here, uh, not not to steal from the uh, Uncharted Territory podcast uh, thunder, but it's it's not as rainy here as it is in Chicago, so that's a good thing. That's very good. That's very good. You don't have any leaky windows or anything going on, so that, that knock on wood, no, not not right now. Well, well, <laughs> speaking of the Uncharted Territory podcast crew, they, they didn't record this week, but they are joining us here for uh, a little bit of uh, Crisis on the Infinite podcast here. Uh, so I'll, I'll uh, bring it around the room, just uh, say hi to everyone. I'll start up uh, up in the upper left with uh, Corey Olson. Corey, how is everything going? Hey, Todd. Thanks for having all of us, and uh, great to be here. Uh, it's a great day overall, just coming off of the 4th of July. Um, the weather actually cooled down a little bit in the Twin Cities. Uh, we got a huge downpour, a couple of downpours the last couple of days. Um, but people got their fireworks going last night, so all is good in the world. But temperature is a little cooler in the 70s today. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, very happy to be here. We are not recording our own show this week, but very happy we could do a little crossover with you guys tonight. Excellent, excellent. Uh, let's go down uh, to Gilbert, Iowa, Mr. Chad Olson. Chad, how's everything there in Gilbert? Oh, things are pretty good here. It was uh, I was in San Diego last week for a work conference on Wednesday and got back super late Sunday night, and I walked out of the airport, and first thing I knew, noticed at midnight, it was still really hot and humid and gross in Iowa, so I unfortunately acclimated to that San Diego 70 degrees and uh, learned to love it pretty quickly. So, um, but it rained a lot last night um, and uh, kind of broke some of that, cooled it down a little bit. So it's supposed to be a little nice for the next couple of days. So I am excited to be here and excited to uh, share what the main event is, which is actually we just recorded. So we're doing another time warp thing. We're getting to these vortexes and wormholes lately. It's K-fabe. all the Come on, kayfabe. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like. It's like the portal to Dimension Centra and all that. I'm trying to work in a plug for your game, Mike. Come on. <laughs> well, uh, sorry you uh, missed out on the San Diego weather. I would say you could always retire there, but, uh, yeah, I don't think you could afford uh, or any of us could afford to live. Uh, I looked there. at a job there and even getting paid, I couldn't afford to live there, so I couldn't retire there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to someplace uh, probably equally as steamy right now uh, in Virginia with Stu Lowry. Stu, how's everything going? Oh, things are going well, Todd. Thanks for letting us crash the party. Yeah, the weather here sucks. Uh, it has been 90 degrees with about 89% humidity for the last week. It will stay this way until September. So I, for one, am looking forward to football season coming because that usually ushers in better weather. It is just miserable. I had a great fourth, though. Uh, actually, I've take, taken the whole week off, so it's been quite nice and, uh, you know, relaxed. Sleeping in, it's been really good. So looking forward to, to our main event discussion, and thanks again for having us on. All right, so you're sleeping in. That that explains why you're still awake right now. Okay, that that, that definitely helps. Uh, helps matters right there. It does. <laughs> All right, let's go up to Buffalo with uh, Mr. Tim Dalton. Tim. How you doing? Hey, Todd. Thanks for, uh, for, for having us all over here on, uh, on roll up. And, uh, you know, weather in Buffalo is sounds, well, it's, it's pretty freaking miserable. It was about 88 degrees today, high humidity, super sticky, 
just not a lot of fun. Hopefully the, uh, the humidity will clear up uh, down the road here, but uh, we're, we're looking at uh, 80s and high 70s probably for the next uh, foreseeable future, actually. Ugh, yeah. Looking looking forward to the, to uh, talking about the the main event that we already talked about, uh, but are just kind of pretending we didn't talk about. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well said. Well, well said. said well said. Well, yeah, Connecticut here. I'll just add has been uh, probably equally as uh, you know hot and sticky and, and uh, wet and miserable, uh, and uh, does not look to be letting up. Uh, luckily, I you know won't be outside a lot in the next week. Oh no, wait, yes, I will. I'm going to be camping for a week uh, starting on Sunday, so that's going to be awesome in the rain every single day. I can't wait. Oh, fun, fun, fun time. Y'all camp, huh? Was that scout camp? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. it well. Usually the hottest week of the summer. <laughs> yep that that's what we're in for there. Yeah, so it's going to be. Uh, just, just looked and it's. I think the lowest percentage of uh, rain is thirty eight percent one day. So there, we might have one break for a couple hours in there. But uh, enjoy yeah. that, buddy. Yeah, we've we'll got scout that. camp down here in Pennsylvania too. But um, I'm not going with my kids. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you were uh, gullible father. enough to be you were gullible enough to be scoutmaster. I understand. That's I get it. Exactly right. I've been gullible enough to do a lot of other things, but this not is very that. true. This is very true. Well, I, I had I had to accept the scoutmaster role because you know I was already tournament master, you know, game master, cub master, master of my own domain, and now scoutmaster. So there you, you go. Said that. <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, we're going to move on here. We'll talk about uh, the week in Phil Singer Games news. And uh, last week we had our uh, pre-orders went on sale for the uh, IPW set two, which we'll talk about uh, very shortly uh, with a couple other guests. Uh, we also uh, had the uh, Origins 2139 and the TNT Hall of Fame set number four with a big name. The Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff. Mike, what do you think about Nikita here? Well, I think I finally got a bunch of people off my back. I think uh, you're I right. Mean, it's, you know, if, if for no other reason, that's a good uh, re, uh, thing. I mean, uh, Nikita, you know, still a uh, still has quite a presence to him. If you have the uh, chance to meet him uh, in person, he, he definitely uh, doesn't look like somebody you'd want to mess with. Uh, but uh you know, I think he's a great, one of the great characters in wrestling history, you know, at a, at a great time in wrestling history for that character with the end of the Cold War. You know, he kind of has the, the heel run where he takes advantage of the evil Soviet, you know, uh, guy and then is able to be the, the Lithuanian baby face when the Soviet Union breaks up. So I think it's a, it's a really cool, um, uh, you know, just one of those great uh, guys to have who means a lot to a lot of people. And he, you know, was one of probably the most requested names I had people ask me about over the years. Um, so really glad to have him in the game. Uh, really excited to have that card in my Fed at some point. And, uh, you know, really, um, just thrilled in general. I mean, I think, and I think a lot of people are really excited about it. I know Werner's thrilled that he'll have people stop asking him to do bootleg artwork that has Russian chains in it. So, uh, yes. so for, so Werner will probably be the most excited person of, of anyone in the Phil Singer verse. Very true. Very true. And, and Mike, do you want to tell like where we, uh, where we were able to get, uh, 
uh, him signed? Yeah, I mean, surprisingly to to some, but not to others. Uh, we were at the '80s Wrestling Con in what town is that? There, uh, Morristown, New Jersey. It is in Morristown. I, I couldn't remember if it was in Morristown or if it was right next door to Morristown, but at Morristown, New Jersey. And um, you know, we we happened to sign him there with. I will say, I did have my tag team partner there, the the uh, with uh, Mr. Jerry Briscoe, who was. Uh, I, I'm pretty convinced that without that hot tag I got from Jerry, that, uh, that that's sort of what made it possible. So, uh, that, thanks to Jerry. Uh, but, uh, it's, a um, you know, I think he's, a, it's a great name. It was a great moment. Um, and, uh, you know, Nikita did actually tell me that if I wasn't with Jerry, he would have said no. So I, I appreciated him keeping my <laughs> ego in check. There you go. I kept the ego in check. That's good. That's good. Uh, Corey, what is your thoughts on, uh, on Nikita? Well, uh, Mike, you know, told us the afternoon, like shortly after, I think he got him signed. He was texting and calling a bunch of us. So super excited. I knew you guys were going to that convention. I knew Nikita was going to be there. And, you know, we talked about on our show, Uncharted Territory, that uh, years ago we met uh, Nord the Barbarian at Newton, Iowa, at the Hall of Fame. Nikita was also, I believe, at the, the same one, um, if not very close within a year or two. And uh, I talked to him about the game at the time, you know, didn't didn't pan out then. But much like Nord, you know, we just had to be patient and uh, timing was right. So eventually got him. Thank you, Mike. And of course, big thanks to Jerry as well. But very, very excited uh, for this card. It's going to be a fun card. And, uh, you know, talking about him as a baby face and a heel, I think the card will be adaptable to however you want to bring him in. I just noticed on the discussion board this afternoon, people were already kind of booking him and, you know, deciding which way he's going to go in their fed. So really, really cool to see that talk already. Excellent. Excellent. Chad, uh, what are your thoughts on Nikita finally officially being in the game? I am super excited so we can team him up with Ivan, Uncle Ivan. Um, so thanks to Mike and uh, what, what I would say is the better half of that tag team, Jerry Briscoe, uh, for getting the much better, the, the much yes. better half, Chad. Yes. Get that right. It's the much better half of the tag team. And uh, I, I recall when uh, when we tried to. Um, sorry, I just got a funny text from uh, T.S. Aggressor. Uh, <laughs> cracked me up there. When we tried to sign him before, he did he, he did actually give Corey the Russian sickle, and I had to take him to Waterloo General, and he, he was laid up for a while. But um, I, I'm excited to have him, and he's a huge name for me, and that just helps add another awesome uh, guy. I mean, if you look at the TNT Hall of Fame sets, because I don't want to brag, but I'm going to, uh, those sets, if those four sets were the only cards you'd have, my God, you'd have a hopping fed. You know, that's there's a lot of main event guys there from a lot of different eras and a lot of different genres. So uh, uh, just hats off for an, another great signing. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, really excited. Yeah, they, they, these are four fantastic sets. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to all the names in this one yet. Uh, Stu, thoughts on Nikita? I, I think this is one of the better names we've ever signed. Um just a huge name from the 80s. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to try to run some series with Magnum TA, and understandably so. I think the drawing really, really rocked. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to build my uh, stable of Russian heels. We certainly have some names to pick from now. And I just think uh, this is such a great name, another great name for Legends of Wrestling. Uh, I, I've said it many times. I reflect back a few years ago wondering – well, how much more are we going to be able to squeeze out of this? And now we've got uh, the future is as bright as it's ever been. Um, we just keep getting great names and keep building critical mass. And Nikita's one of them. 
just a wonderful, wonderful signing for the game. I can't, can't agree more there. Tim, how about your thoughts on uh, Mr. Nikita? You know, I was super excited. Um, I, I think it's really pretty cool. Um, obviously, I think the discussion board kind of lit up once he was announced, which I think is great. The fans really are, are into this one. I mean, they're already trying to figure out what they're going to do and where he's going to go and all of that. And I think that's fantastic. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, he, he seemed like a very nice guy when we, we originally talked to him. And, uh, um, you know, I'm glad he's part of the set. And, uh, again, you know, like Chad was saying, these TNT sets, I mean, are just outstanding. And I think we've got uh, more goodness to come in, in, in this set. Yep. And so right now uh, he is the fourth name out of the eight there. We will announce two more names the next two Fridays. Uh, the last two names will be uh, held a mystery that you'll have to find out uh, when you get the set or when someone else gets the set posted on the board, uh, which will probably be the Thursday night uh, that we're in Waterloo, most likely, but uh, uh, should, should should be great there. Um, we did have another announcement this week and that was for Origins 2139. And that name, uh, I think is going to be, might be our next Kraken, Kraken, um, uh, discussion. I'm, I'm not sure. Is, is it Moosk? Is it Musk? Uh, the, the Corey, I know you, you're, you're always big with the, 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 the different uh, pronunciation. What, what, what do you, what do you think that, uh, is this one here? I don't have his name handy. How do you spell it again? M-U-S-C-K? M-U-S-C-K. I'd say Musk. Musk? Okay. But, you know, I mean, it depends on the, the origin language. Is it Aetherin? Is it Brimstonian? I mean, what? <laughs> no. Um, Casting no, the first name is Elon. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. First name is Elon, so it must <laughs> be Musk. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think the drawing's really cool. You know, as I kind of said before, um, you know, I'm not as up to speed on some of the current storylines, but just looking at the the teaser, I know he's had, he was um, the most recent Death Knight, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then and then he had another uh, character as well. And I always kind of liked, you know, guys like Tom did that where they'd really kind of change gimmicks or names um, with good reason, you know, like kind of the Executioner, Whiplash, Marcel Desaad kind of progression. Um, so I'm, I'm really co- interested to see um, you know, where this goes and then what's next for Mr. Moosk or whatever we want to call him. <laughs> uh, let's go uh, to, uh, to Chad. Any thoughts uh, on Mr. Moosk Musk here? Mr. Moose, he was on Captain Kangaroo. Okay, oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like I like how his story has kind of evolved. I've been kind of keeping up with it, even though I, I don't actively play that era of a, a Champions Fed so it is kind of cool to see what he's doing now. And, um, but I like that he's retaining the, the loaded glove as a finisher. It sounds like, and it's more controversial. So that has me, uh, intrigued. Color me intrigued, as Stuart would like to say. And then call it critical mass. As long <laughs> as that color isn't green. Do I need to explain critical mass? <laughs> let, let, let's hear it stay. Yes. <laughs> Building momentum as in towards like nuclear explosion, things of that nature. You'll be fine. Any other thoughts from you, uh, Stu, on Mr. Musk? He's green. He's green. He's a green alien. Yes, uh, that's true. But he was always green. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. He was masked, though. (laughs) Well, he was unmasked first, and then masked, and then now he's still green. Yeah. (laughs) I'm liking the fact these are all, as Tom alluded to, mid-card characters and – that's cool. He's building that up a little bit, and I think that's that's only going to help. We certainly got plenty of A-listers uh, at the top of the card, so I think this is a good move, even 
If they're green. Even if they're green. Yeah, it ain't easy being green. This uh, this, uh, Tim Dalton, any any other thoughts here? Uh, you know, I just I just thought the drawing was great. Um, like the spear that he's kind of throwing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a 3D effect where the spear's coming right at you. Um, I, 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 you know, it sounds like a good character. He's one of these guys like, uh, like a Hector, you know, like he's taking on these different personas and doing stuff. And, um, but yeah, I, I think it sounds pretty cool. I might have to read the booklet for this set when it comes out. Well, luckily you'll be there when it comes out. So there, there you go. I can steal somebody's booklet. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Mike, any other thoughts or anything else you think you might want to add that won't get us in trouble with Tom? Ooh. Uh, I'll just say that, you know, I think echoing some of what the guy said is that, you know, I think it is nice to see some mid card progression and, and Tom has made a point of, of focusing on that in the set and, and the characters he's revealed so far, you know, fit that. And, and I think that, um, you know, it's guys who could easily get lost in the shuffle if you weren't careful. And I think Tom's done a really nice job. Um, this, this is a, a card that you could, he could easily, yeah, I mean, I, as, as cool as the Death Knight gimmick was, and as much as I love that piece of art, and I know Pete Beck loved that piece of art, um, I think that, you know, it easily could have been he, he's part of the royal court, right? He, you know, king and queen are, are calling the shots, and he sort of could easily be lost in the shuffle as like the third wheel in that. So I think giving him his own, you know, persona back, so to speak, and letting him do something. We'll see what, what that something is. Um, you know, I, I think that would be, that's a, uh, a really good move by Tom. Yeah, absolutely. And he will join a team. I think that was the other thing he put in there, which I think yeah. that was another teaser there a little bit there as yeah, well. Yeah, I think so. So it's, it's, it's I, like, like, you know, this, this focus on mid Carters definitely has me, um, intrigued. So yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a good, set for, for folks to kind of, you know, see, you know, see that progression in those guys who maybe, you know, don't always get the spotlight. Right. And I think overall with the roster construction and some changes like that, I think guys like this will get much more of an opportunity to shine uh, as well too. So very cool. All right. Well, we're going to move on right now onto our main event. And uh, that is our uh, impact pro wrestling uh, roster reveal. Uh, so let us go to that right now. And uh, we are here joined uh, by uh, the crew from Uncharted Territories as well as uh, two representatives uh, from uh, Impact Pro Wrestling. We have uh, T.S. Aggressor and James Jeffries with us. Uh, how are you doing, guys? Good, good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, we are going to be doing our second annual Impact Pro Wrestling roster reveal. Uh, last year, uh, a great first set with 11 different cards, uh, including uh, Mr. James Jeffries uh, uh, heading up that set. And this year, we did know one name that was uh, spoiled last week on Uncharted Territories, and that is T.S. Aggressor himself. Let's uh let's go ahead uh and uh share the uh artwork for Mr. TS Aggressor here with the group and Chad why don't you kind of help uh go through the roster here with us. Okay. Well, we're going to start off I think with uh yeah with with TS Aggressor's artwork. 
after we show the Zoom meeting page. There he is. Oh, looking, yes. Looking buff. <laughs> Dare I say. Yeah, hair. Yeah, hair. yeah I, I didn't recognize the drawing at first because Trav had hair. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the, certainly one of the godfathers and founders of Impact Pro Wrestling, T.S. Aggressor. Uh, you know, you want to talk a little bit? Uh, about how you got started in, in the business, Travis? Sure. You know, back in the, the mid-90s, about 96, I started training with Brad Rangins, Wayne Bloom, and Kurt Hennig in uh, Hamill, Minnesota. And just when I thought I was big enough at 230 pounds to be one of the little guys, I, I got started training up there for about four months every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and then busted loose in early 97, started wrestling predominantly in Minnesota, kind of spread into Wisconsin, a little bit of Iowa, because there wasn't much going on at the time, and then also got hooked up in the late 90s and early 2000s with Harley Race down there in World League in uh, Missouri. And that's that's really where I, I got got things going was with Harley uh, and Minnesota. And then eventually, 2001, Troy Peterson and Mike Ingebrigtsen founded Impact Pro Wrestling, actually at the time known as Midwest Championship Wrestling. So I was on their inaugural show in 2001 in May of that year, and uh, – Fell in love with those guys and the, and the system they that we've worked on ever since, and had a great time with it, man. It's been uh, it's been a, a dream come a wrestling dream come true, not a conventional one by by a lot of measurements, but but really a lot of fun along along the way. As long as as far as wrestling training and uh, just having a great time with friends. Yeah, certainly. You know, we just had the Impact Pro Wrestling Fourth uh, of July party hosted by the Petersons, and that's become a great event and. Uh, a great bringing together of uh, our Impact Pro Wrestling family and uh, all, all the fun we have with that. And, you know, what's changed over the years is um, now we got a lot of babies running around there. We have, we have a lot of uh, virile wrestlers producing offspring right now. I think there was five babies, and uh, we got a couple more on the way. So it's pretty cool to see that evolution and, and the changes uh, kind of coming to our Impact Pro Wrestling locker room. So, uh, James, what do you think about having, having Trav in the game? You can tag up with your, you know, your longtime trainer, maybe pop him one in the mouth in a steel cage or something. Yeah. I think it's pretty great. You can't have a IPW set period. I don't think without a TS aggressor. So I just think all these years later, him still being contributing to young wrestlers coming in and him say, you know, being the godfather, like you said, really of Iowa wrestling. He just, uh, I don't know. I have so much respect for him and, uh, he's a fantastic wrestler, mentor, trainer, and just everybody that he's your biggest cheerleader as a fellow wrestler every Saturday night. So definitely, I think he's going to kick a lot of butt in the game and, uh, He's fantastic, so can't say thank enough you. good about him. Yeah, thank you for the kind words. You know, yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun to to witness these guys grow up in it, and, and to look at this artwork on a picture that was taken of me when I was twenty five, and now I'm fifty one. So yeah, you can see the see the, what the years have done to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've the three of us have had some good times hauling the ring around, and going to shows, and that that long trip last year to Nebraska. Uh, yeah, might have taken a year off all of our lives, but we we had a good time. Uh, that was a good time. Did the parade and all yep. that stuff. That was yep. cool. I think we uh, what well, we were on the road for about twenty six hours <laughs> straight. And that was, yeah, that was we good. found our favorite bar in the middle of, of BFE, Nebraska. There, you bet, you bet. So, 
All right. Well, next uh, artwork we're going to show is somebody, uh, Travis, I believe you met at while you were in training school. And that's yeah, Mr. Absolutely. Desi. Yeah. 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 The big guy, man. I mean, I, I, that's what I was worried about when I went to, to train at Brad's. There were six of us starting off and I was the first guy there. And I, my biggest fear was that every guy that showed up was going to be a giant, of course. And the first guy who does show up is this guy at, at just about just under six foot two. And at the time, about 255, 260. But he would uh, keep working on his physique, obviously, and, and, and ballooned up to about 300 pounds of solid muscle. He was just he was he was the brown Hulk for sure. And and uh just a great dude. Really patterned a lot of his wrestling after our mentor Kurt Hennig. You know, used the the forearm, the perfect flex, and uh, had mm-hmm. the the singlet with the white boots. Really, really patterned a lot of his wrestling after Kurt. And uh, was just a great friend of mine up and down the road, and, and held a lot of belts all over. You know, all over a course for Harley Race. He went down and actually trained for World League Wrestling for for a stint in the early two thousands. Was was Harley's champion. And uh, had several tryouts with WWE. I mean, had a lot of different uh, extra talent appearances and things too. But just boy, it was a lot of fun anywhere anywhere we went. Yeah, when I was doing some research for um, Mr. Destiny on Cage Match, it said he actually held a uh, tag belts in Texas with um, with uh, Chaz. Yeah, that's true. You know, in two thousand seven, Mr. Destiny moved out of the Midwest into the uh, Houston area and then wrestled down there for Tugboat Taylor's promotion for a while. And, yeah, I mean, he was very successful there, too, which is not a surprise at all. Very talented guy, you know, and very confident and, uh, you know, and just a, just a powerhouse, man. I mean, just a lot of fun, very, very intelligent guy, very well-spoken, great promos, just an all-around talent, man, it really – a big league player that on any independent show he was on brought a lot of legitimacy. You know, you knew this guy was not from around here when he rolled into town. Right. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he shows up from time to time at, at IPW shows and we've had him on our, our, our 20th anniversary show. And um, I believe he formed a group with you and uh, maybe somebody else we're going to, talk about in a little bit called the inhumane society yeah that's right we had a band of four heels of course you know a lot of these things these heel factions patterned off of you know things that were very successful like the four horsemen one of my favorites uh growing up in the in the late 80s there uh but yeah we had a we had a heel faction that in impact pro wrestling that uh we just had a great time with that we had four good friends that like to travel together and everything and and uh we had just a great time. Just, of course, t- teaming up, wrestling. You know, Dusty and I had, had been Impact Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions together for a while. But whether we were tagging up or squaring off, it was always it was always a great time to be out there with him. Mm-hmm. James, did uh, tell us about some of your memories of Mr. Destiny. So the first time I met him was in 2007, right before he okay. was getting ready to leave for Texas. So um, I actually sat with him to uh, take money while he was signing autographs and he had a huge line of people. So it was pretty cool to sit with him and then getting to watch him wrestle too, because, you know, through training, the training process, we had learned about Travis's history with Mr. Destiny. And I think that's when he had some of those WWE tryouts was around that time too. So um, he was fantastic to watch as a performer. So, and I think it's great to have him back in Iowa And, you know, when Travis says he patterned a lot of his uh, style after Kurt Henning, I mean, 
you could kind of do a double take with a lot of his moves, you know, given the hard buckle and doing the perfect plex and all that, all those things Travis mentioned. Um, you could really see a lot of Mr. Perfect in his matches, but, uh, uh, he was super nice, you know, when I, when I met him and, uh, it's great to have him back here in Iowa. So it was good to see him last you year. Know, and, and still a monster, still a big guy, oh. man. Yeah. Yep. He still re- retained a lot of his size. Yes, absolutely. All right. So our next piece of artwork we're going to show is for someone who, uh, most recently has been a referee. Oh, um, yeah. but was a, was a, well, he looks like a referee, right? I mean, a body yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> screams, That's probably the best he's ever looked too. Screams. Yeah, yeah, screams referee. Yes, yeah, <laughs> a very very talented individual. Though a few years ago, he did a um, like a tribute show to the Smashing Pumpkins. We all went to that. He was amazing, and I I told him coming off the stage, it's like I don't even like the Smashing Pumpkins. You were awesome. So uh, <laughs> that, that, that's a beautiful Brett Fillmore. So uh, Travis, what do you tell us about him? Boy, you know, I, I met, actually, I met Brett Fillmore while he was training uh, with Harley Race. You know, he was mm-hmm. just fresh out of the University of Northern Iowa training in in uh, Eldon, Missouri with Harley's group. And, of course, being a fellow Iowan, I invited him and a couple of his friends, Gage Octane and Big Brian Ash, to come up and work out with us in Iowa. And then we became really quick friends, and I had a lot of great times wrestling this guy but i'll tell you you talk about talent he is as a singer but he's just an overall talented performer just a super intelligent guy conversationalist can cover tons of topics very well read on a lot of things but talent wise the guy's a a a top-notch karaoke guy he could sing dance do impersonations wrestle act i mean whatever it is i mean yeah super talented I, i love that this photo i mean this was just it was several years ago, not that long ago though, really, when he was really into the like a P90X and a and a real uh, protein heavy, low carb diet lifestyle, you know, and just got shredded to the bone. And yeah, he he really did look that good, you know. And that was yeah, just maybe four or five years ago, if you, yeah. if you remember that at all, James. You know, he he came yeah. back and wrestled a little bit the forte and. Yep. But uh, yeah, now now he's like the greatest ref, man. He, he's he's still got a lot of. Uh, athleticism even to his refereeing you know and just has that experience and, and improvisational skill man he's just he's he's a top-notch performer in a lot of different ways yeah james what do you think about brett fillmore i think he's fantastic you know um travis mentioned a couple years ago he he came back and wrestled some matches and man he looked great you know and um He's had so many good matches with a lot of different wrestlers, Matty Starr, Travis, Mr. Destiny, Rory Fox. I mean, you name it. And as a referee, too, a lot of times when you watch him in there as a referee, some of the things will catch him by surprise. Like if somebody gets a their head taken off with a clothesline or a huge power slam, he'll jump and be like, oh, my goodness. You know, so it's still really cool that he's such – a fan, I think, of pro wrestling, and it's great to still have him around in the locker room, too, because he's got a lot of knowledge, you know, and he's a sweetheart of a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, one, yeah. one thing I'd like to add, too, one of the best matches I think I was ever a part of, you know, one of my favorites that I thought from from bell to bell was the best representation I could ever deliver was was with Brett Fillmore in his hometown at a county fair show. And that, that's such an honor when someone can pick you as their opponent 
in front of everyone they know. That's how they want to represent themselves and best showcase what they can do is is to pick you to take them on in their hometown. I mean, it's a huge honor to get to do that. And I really feel like that was one of the best matches. You know, he's probably gone on to have a lot of other ones like that that, that are that are they're maybe his best match. But for me, I thought that was one of my best matches was in his hometown in the uh, summer of 2001. Okay, okay. Well, you know, one thing when he came back um, a few years ago and started wrestling again, um, he started feuding with Miss Frankie J um, over the women's title because he was demanding equal opportunity and equal rights to, to wrestle for that women's title. Um, and it, that ended up in a cage match with him and Miss Frankie J and um, who else? Valentine, Valentine, I think. Brooke Valentine, Valentine. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. He um, had that, if you guys remember that shirt he had, the cutoff he had with Abe Lincoln on it that said, abolish sleavery. Sleavery. <laughs> yeah. God, it was great. Yeah. But uh, like you guys said, I mean, he's he's just a fantastic guy. Um, we've had some good road trips with him, too. And I enjoy watching him referee because he he adds to the match, but he's not trying to make himself the show. But just some of those slight mannerisms that you talked about when he is refereeing are fantastic, and they, they just add another layer to the match. Oh, absolutely! Such a heads up guy. He can he can help progress things in the right direction all the time. You know, if things are are going too slow or too fast, you know, he mm-hmm. he can help listen to the audience with the performers and help help guys pace it and and really add a, add a lot to it. I mean, he is a third worker out there, legit. Yep, absolutely. All right, so the next piece of artwork is for uh, Impact Pro Wrestling. Uh, you know, another legend. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't gotten the theme yet, this really this this set is about legends of Impact Pro Wrestling, all former champions um, in, in one division or another. And here we have Johnny Fitness. Uh, so, James, I'm going to let you go first and talk about Johnny Fitness. Uh, Johnny Fitness was another one of my trainers too. So when I started with Travis. Johnny Fitness was his assistant coach, and he was fantastic and was really good with all the students in our class. Um, something about him, too, was you could just tell when he walked in a room that he was full of charisma and just happy to be there. So um, I was fortunate to get to team with him a couple times. One was in my hometown in Riceville, Iowa. And the other time I got to wrestle him in Algona, Iowa, his hometown. So um, that's the only time I got him one-on-one. But um, you could really tell there was something real special about Johnny Fitness. He just was – he just had charisma, and he was fantastic, could do anything, leapfrog super high, get the people pumped up when he was coming out. He was – uh a really, really fantastic wrestler. So, um, and he, and he's a super guy outside the ring too. So, I had some had some fun with him. And actually, uh, one of his sons, Kane, lived with me for a while when he was going to Iowa State. So, uh, Johnny Fitness, he's fantastic. It's super strong. I mean, can't say enough about him. He's he could he could do anything, good guy or bad guy. He was great at both. And Travis, tell us how, how you met 
I'd meet Johnny Fitness, and he was part you know, of the we're actually, too. Yeah, yeah, right. we're we're from the same town. I recruited him. I mean, mm-hmm. he he was living a pro wrestling lifestyle before he was ever involved with pro wrestling. I mean, he was <laughs> he was a legit prototype. I mean, caused a lot of jealousy with, with some of the guys on in our level because he came in looking fantastic and was quickly promoted right up the card and booked on every show because you know it was. Wrestling is always competitive, as you guys know, and trying to get the bookings that they're they're important to guys, and slots on the card are important to guys, and, and that type of thing. And he was always factored in because he he was a, a one of a kind talent, legit. And and just like James said, I couldn't I couldn't harp on it anymore. I mean, he was a fantastic athlete. You talk about his vertical leap; it's insane, you know. And he used it on things like a a big stinger splash in the corner, or a, a bit huge elbow drop. Or, or a drop kick or anything. I mean, he could do a, a 450 off the top, or he could press me at 230, 240 pounds. He could press me over his head. You know, I mean, just an insane, strong athlete, but paired with a very intelligent and articulate, excellent, one of the most entertaining promo guys we've ever had. You know, and for a guy to put it all together the way Johnny Fitness did, there's just there's no one else in our group then or since that's really encapsulated all those things the way he has. I mean, he's, he's truly a one-of-a-kind performer. And, and just like you say, you see him at the grocery store, people gravitate to him. At the nightclub or wherever, people just gravitate to him. You know, so wrestling was just a, a perfect conduit to, to who he is as a person. He was a perfect fit. And I had the, the pleasure to do a lot of traveling with him, and I, I, I certainly recruited him. So, we, I, of course, I coached him and coached alongside him. A guy who took whatever little coaching or little experiences he had and absolutely was like a sponge and learned so quickly. I, I really feel like another time and place, he would have made it as far as anybody could want to make it in pro wrestling if the timing would have worked out a little differently uh, for a guy's life. And, and certainly he had a, a family. He's a, a very dedicated family man. So, uh, you know, he, he put his priorities there. Which is which is commendable too, but uh, yeah, you just can't say enough about how good a friend he was, but also just a fantastic performer, a guy that people never forgot when they saw him perform. Yeah, I just it sounds like we're really pumping everybody up, but I, yeah, I feel that way about these yeah. guys. I mean, yeah, they were our, they were our brothers up and down the road, had had a great time with them. But you know, just talking about his sons, I mean, he's got three real athletic boys too, and his one son just deadlifted not not that long than within the last year. At the 198-pound class, he pulled 741 pounds, which is insane. That's like mm-hmm. world record levels of, of strength. And, of course, his son could also high jump like 6'5", too, in college. You know, so that, that athleticism, you know, he's passed down to his boys. Yeah, and I got to team with his three sons in mm-hmm. Algona. So it was pretty cool, you know, to get to team with, with his boys because I think so much of their dad, I mean – it was me and and his three sons against Sparrow, Ray Fearing, Jason Michaels, and Maddie Starr. And, and you want to talk about a pop? You put James Jeffries together with uh, the three sons of Algona, Iowa legend Johnny Fitness in Algona. It was crazy at the locker room that night. It was so loud. We passed him in that night. That was a good yes. night. Yes. It was good to ride the coattails of those guys. <laughs> we all we all ate at the table they set, man. Yes, we yep. did. Yep. Good time. So, you know, one thing I recall about Johnny Fitness, before I ever met him, 
Um, he would come to the uh, TNT Hall of Fame induction banquets in, in Newton, and you can see Corey and Tim nodding their heads because they know where I'm going. We didn't know who he was, but, man, he looked good. He had a suit on at the banquet. I mean, you knew he was somebody, and it's that charisma and confidence that you guys talk about and just how he walked into his, uh, into a room, um, you know, just just dressed to the hilt and, and ready to go. It was, it was pretty Some, cool. Sometimes when people come into a room, you know there's somebody, even if you don't know who they are, and that's that's what he was like. Yep, Absolutely. Okay, so our next reveal, um, definitely a legend of Impact Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think he was the five-time Impact Pro Wrestling champion and had the longest reign ever until maybe uh, maybe that whole COVID thing with the big picture. I'm not sure where that falls in. Uh, but we have Nikki Free here. Uh, James, I mean, you guys are super close. Why don't you talk to us about Nikki Free first? So Nikki Free, I'm wearing a Nikki Free T-shirt tonight <laughs> but uh nikki free and i were roommates for a while and we used to travel to every show together um even before we were living together so um we grew up about a half an hour down the road um he was in cresco i was in riceville and we would meet up together and go wrestle so um i thought you know he he was a very very good he had a lot of charisma was always in the gym. Um, we just hit it off real quick. You know, we liked a lot of the same wrestling, and I had a blast traveling with him. I got to wrestle against him a lot um, during the, the summer of 2010 and then into 2011 and 12. So um, he, he's one of my dearest friends, and, uh, you know, he's out in Washington now, so I don't get to see him as much uh, anymore. But, uh Fantastic athlete, fantastic wrestler. Been in the ring with a lot of guys, you know, Austin Aries, Seth Rollins, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's been in there, had a few WWE tryouts himself, went to the Performance Center for a tryout. I mean, he just, he really was always in shape. He was always a joy to be around in the locker room, and he was a joy to wrestle. And I think he's another one like Johnny Fitness that if you ever saw him wrestle, when he walked in the room, he just looked like somebody. And, you know, at six foot five, you know, 250 pounds, I mean, he just, he stood out in the crowd. Um, I remember one time we were eating at a, a Hardee's and somebody came over to the table and said, hey, are you a Viking? And I, and I mean, to to be compared to somebody as big and as strong as a Viking, I thought was pretty... He, he stood out, so but yeah, he uh, he he's a really good wrestler, so and a good friend. Mm-hmm. All right, Travis, tell us about uh, Nikki Free. Uh, assuming you were involved with his training, yeah, and absolutely. What that yeah. Like, yeah, I, I got to train Nikki Free in the I believe it was the spring of two thousand eight. You know, him and Ugly kind of came through right around the same time. So it was a lot of fun. It was such a contrast. You know, I mean, Ugly, of course, is a much shorter in stature, and you got this. This tall, lanky Nikki Free coming in, like James said, six foot five. But it, man, showing up to these shows, super tan, super charismatic, and just just a fun guy, just a super fun guy in a locker room. I mean, we used to hang out, of course, as we do still, and have a few cocktails after the shows. And he'd get out his guitar. He's a musician. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, make up songs on the fly. A lot of a lot of fun, funny stuff. 
But uh, when it came to wrestling, boy, you always wanted him on your team. It was just another guy that really legitimized, legitimized indie wrestling. And like James said, he had tryouts in the Performance Center, but he also got called in uh, when the WWE had a, a – uh, uh, I don't know if it was what you call display or uh, some type of – at the Arnold Classic, you know, the big Arnold bodybuilding mm-hmm. show, Strongman. They, they have all those mm-hmm. different events paired in. Well, there was a year where they brought in eight people – I think it was eight, well, maybe eight guys and eight girls from across the country in Ohio for the Arnold Classic. Uh, Nikki Free was one of those eight to demonstrate. That's what, that's the word that was escaping me to do a demonstration of what they do at the PC. And they brought Nikki Free in to be one of those, uh, tri- trainees or, or, uh, tryouts, uh, for the Arnold Classic a few years back. So yeah, he's okay. certainly on WWE's radar for a while there. And, uh, yeah, he was just a joy to have when he was when he was active with us. Uh, he was always he was always a huge contributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. We've seen you know we saw him in a lot of uh, Impact Pro Wrestling matches, especially when you guys started running the Hall of Fame shows. And you know he was on top. I think the first one that Tim and Corey and I went to, uh, James won a battle royal earlier in the night and got to face off against Nikki Free for the title uh, later in the show. And I think Travis, didn't you beat him for the title once? In I, I wrestled him. I wrestled him in 2012 when I was 40 years old, and, and in Waterloo. And it was the Legends Lumberjack match. You know, we had Dan Severn, Danny Hodge, Baron Von Raschke, Road Warrior Animal. You know, it was it was fantastic. And uh, but I tell you what, I mean, yeah, that was just a great example. Here I am at 40 and about 250 pounds, and I I, tra- I trained for that match. Boy, he still ran circles around me. I mean, it was <laughs> it was something being it. But it's, it's fun, you know. I mean, the guy worked so hard to, and, and to create so much energy for the fans and stuff. Man, he, he was uh, a lot of fun to be in there with. Yeah, and he's, again, he's a great guy. I mean, he has a, he has a podcast about uh, fitness and, and bodybuilding and stuff. He's very active as a trainer out in Seattle, so you can – uh, check that out. We'll put some information in, in the, uh, the handbook for the game about how you can follow him out there. Um, okay. So now we're going to have our, our, one of our women's competitors, um, Keandra, Miss Keandra, one of our very good friends. She was the, was she the first woman that you trained, Travis? Yeah, she was right there. You know, we had, uh, Farrah Lee and Keandra really both started in that, in the, I would call it the early summer of 2009, you okay. know, so, so they trained around that time, but yeah, she, she really was the first, one of the most groundbreaking uh, females we, we, we had at the time. I mean, really one of the only ones, but boy, she, so she had to do a lot of valet work at first. There wasn't a lot of wrestling opportunities because kind of like a lot of, like when I started in the late nineties, there wasn't much wrestling period in Iowa. Right. So in 2009, there still wasn't a lot of saturation of female wrestlers. So there wasn't a lot of competition even to bring in to, uh, to, to develop her that way. So, but, but she really was a great, just a great fun personality. I mean, just, and, and I, I've always loved her choice of clothes too. She had such an extensive wardrobe. She, you could hardly ever catch her wearing the same thing twice. I mean, just had a very, very good eye for clothing and her, her, her ring gear was always amazing. And uh, she just brought a lot of, of uh, showmanship, a lot of personality. She'd hit the splits. You know, she had great entrance music. I mean, she, mm-hmm. she had, she had just a great, uh, overall package and, and came out there with confidence and just a, a great look for us. Yeah. You know, I, I showed her some of the cars uh, this year. She came out to uh, 
Kyle Flower Alley with us in Vegas, and uh, she doesn't live in the area anymore, so we're not we don't see her all the time. And I was telling her about the card set and everything, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I want to be in!" I mean, she's she's a big fan of this, so I think she'll be excited. She's going to be in Waterloo this summer, so we'll get to see her, and it's always a good time because she is a, she's a great person. James, you you know her very well. So you want to talk about Keandra a little bit? Yeah. So um, I can remember when she and Sparrow were a team. And I just remember they, they had a lot of energy coming out as a duo. And, um, I thought they also had a lot of mixed tag matches together, you know, against like big picture, myself, uh, AJ smooth, um, goodness. Uh, she just, she teamed a lot in a lot of, uh, six person tags with a lot of different wrestlers and she was very good. And, uh, and she, uh, also too, had some good wars with Miss Frankie J too. Um, mm-hmm. they had a tables match in Algona, um, and then just had a lot of other different, uh, wars all across the state of Iowa. So, um, both involved in the first ladies, uh, women's title tournament down at Forte in Des Moines. Um, uh, she was fan, a fantastic wrestler, always brought a ton of energy and super fun to be around in the locker room. You just, uh, Always a good time. So, uh, Keandra's great. Yeah, when we were uh, doing some research for her card, I was looking at matches online, and I found a match with her against um, Angelus Lane. Yeah, from I think oh, yeah. it was yeah. somewhere in Omaha or Council Bluffs, and I mean that was a really great match. And yeah, she could, she could hit the split. She hit her chick kick out of anywhere. Oh, that was great. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. She could do the matrix move yep, where somebody yep, throw yep. a clothesline and she'd matrix. Yep. Yep, so uh, it'll be good to have her back in Waterloo. And fans, you know, you can pick up the card and get it autographed. Yeah, she's way so, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so our next is, uh, I guess we could say it's one of the tag teams in the set, a little more current. Uh, we have Briar Hale. So, uh, or is that Sage? I can never tell. Looks like Briar. Okay, okay, I think we got that one right then. I've been very nervous. Uh, so, um James, we'll have you start off because you you, you t- train Briar and no secret. Or probably the next artwork we're going to show is Sage Hale. You want to talk about them? Yeah, Let's sure. Talk about Briar. So, so you mentioned trying to yep. trying to tell them apart. I remember the first day of training class. I go Sage Briar, Briar Sage, Sage Briar, Briar Sage. Okay, I got it. So, and uh, there did were that two- work? Yes. Yep, it did. I'm <laughs> like. I'm like, if only I only for the- James, only for James. Right. And then, you know what I also did? I mm-hmm. mixed up Ricky Bronson and Damian Saint all the time. I call them <laughs> each other's names. But, I can see um, that too. I, I think both of them, and I don't, I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg with both of them. Um, they were fantastic students to train, could do anything like a lot of these guys and gals that we've mentioned could do anything, you know, flips, you name it. They just were fantastic athletes and still are fantastic athletes in shape. I know they're wrestling all over the place for various different promotions here in, uh, in, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, and, uh, they're fantastic students. And then they were on, uh, AEW, uh, dark, a couple months ago. So it's really cool to see uh, both of them on there uh, because they love wrestling 
and they do a fantastic job at wrestling. And I just think that they're going to be around for a long time, and I think they're going to make it. So um, I, I got a ton of respect for them. And I think, I tell you, and this is no disrespect to any other wrestlers, but I think they're the toughest on the roster. I kid you not. I mean, those two are tough. Well, toughest on each other. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll get in the ring with each other sometimes and wrestle, and they beat the living hell out of each other. It is, uh, they're, they're ultra tough matches. But yeah, Travis, what, tell us more about, about Boy, the Bales. You know, it, it, I, I was not nearly as good at telling them apart right away like James was. And they're, they're certainly, they're not identical twins, but their hair is close enough that you really had to look at them to, and then I just understand, you know, which one was which, right? So, but yeah, I, I echo what James is saying, man. They're, they're, they're both in their own right individually, very special athletes. And I, and I think the thing that always stands out with me is that level of aggression, man. I mean, sometimes you worry about the females and I don't, I don't want to typecast the gender at all, but over the years, just being a little lighter in the work with, with how they, they go after the physicality piece of it. But these go, girls have no reservations about unloading the physicality and, and letting things fly or letting there be a lot of contact and legitimacy in, in their striking or their, or their impact there. But yeah, I, I think they're both excellent. Great attention to detail with both of them. Great personalities. Both of them. Briar's been predominantly a baby face, whereas uh, Sage has been predominantly the heel in a lot of these matchups, but of course they've, they've tagged up and, and things like that too. But yeah, I think they're so young. I mean, just starting to scratch the surface, you know, and it's such a, a contrast. And James can attest to this too in Chad to be around him, to, to meet him at first. Very, very quiet, you know, just to talk to them. I mean, they're not loud personalities at all. Very, very unassuming that way. Very timid at first. But boy, you get, you turn the red light on, you put them out in front of a crowd and it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde scenario where they come to life, you know, and, and getting to know both of them a little bit over the past several years and going to shows with them and, and uh, getting to hang out with them a little bit more. It just really shows that uh, they're developing and, and so young, you know, you look at, you know, athletes, whether it be in a D1 program or in the NFL, I mean, at such a young age, early, early 20s, they have such a window at which to get so much better as they go, you know, not only in their actual athletic abilities, but just in the understanding of, of the pacing and the, the, the personality pieces of it and, and bringing things up and down and just, just really going after it. So yeah, I, I echo, uh, James's sentiments 100%. I think if there's, any any two individual talents that we have that have a great shot at being national stars. I think these girls' name, you know, both Sage and Briar, right in the mix because uh, they are that special at our level and uh, extremely talented. Yeah, like you guys said, they're they're starting to travel more. They're getting out. I just saw some video footage. I think they teamed up in Minnesota uh, yes. last weekend, and I saw a clip. And I mean. They were definitely the heels because they trashed the freaking opponents in the ring, and it was awesome. So. Yeah, that's something good to see. It is hey, it's one thing if you're taking on a family member and you can kind of let things go and you can be aggressive and and uh, it, but it's great to see when you put them in there with other people. Do they behave the same way? And every right. and every time I've witnessed that, they do not let up. I mean, they they treat everybody with the uh, same level, of course, of professional respect. But uh, in front of the audience, I mean, it's. It's a very aggressive style. Fun to okay. watch. Fun to watch. So last but uh, certainly not least, we have uh, 
formerly the Golden Boy, now oh, the Golden yeah. God, Bryce Jordan. Uh, now, he's one that uh, uh, he's a Waterloo, Iowa native. We're going to have the Battle of Waterloo up on, on the next TNT Hall of Fame uh, show where uh, Bryce Jordan wrestles Ethan Everhart. Um, and uh, James, you you and uh, Bryce have certainly had a lot of wars. You had a hand in training him, and then he viciously stabbed in the back, as sometimes happens in pro wrestling. Uh, you want to you talk a little bit about uh, Bryce? Yeah, I, I tell you, Chad, he, he definitely had a, a cockiness about him, you know, at, at times, you know, especially when he when he turned his back and, and told the people that he didn't need them anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you, a lot of the, the good memories I have of him are in Waterloo, you know, when he won the world heavyweight title against the big picture, the year-long buildup to get to his mm-hmm. hometown in Waterloo. And, man, it was great to see him celebrate that with his family and friends. Um, I think, too, he's very much like the Hale sisters. He's very young, and I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg with him, too. He can get in there and wrestle anybody. Um, uh, I definitely enjoyed the matches that I had with him, and it's uh, – it's been awesome to watch him wrestle all these different opponents because he can go with any of them. He keeps himself in good shape, and his gear, as you can see from this picture, it just always looks sharp. So um, he's a fantastic, fantastic athlete. And, you know, and I think being, too, I, I want to say he's like the youngest Impact Pro Wrestling World Champion. You have, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, Travis, but I feel like he might Boy. be – yeah, that could be. So, I mean, to be 25 and be world's champion, you know, that's pretty awesome. So, um, he, he's fantastic. All right, uh, Travis, what are your thoughts on Bryce Jordan? Well, I think Bryce Jordan, I mean, just another guy that came in as, as kind of a skinny kid with short hair, you know, in the, in the training. And uh, I want to say it was the – Spring, I think, of 18, maybe. Does that sound right, James? Yes. Yep, maybe they so, started yeah. with Ugly in the spring. Yep, okay. So, yeah, he came in as you know from Waterloo. He was training in Algona for a little while, and then uh, he made the move down. But, boy, what a great progression of, of seeing a guy just come out of his shell, man, and, and just not just personality-wise, charisma-wise, athletically, but what he's done with his physique is amazing. I mean, just really put on some great quality size, you know, he's still a smaller guy, but can move like a lightning bolt out there. Got tons of charisma, tons of personality, but uh, yeah, just a hell of a worker. And you see those matches, like you say, against James Jeffries, Ethan Everhart, uh, against Gable Galileo, uh, Jimmy Wilde. Man, those they're sensational. It looks like a lot of things are reminiscent of like an NXT takeover with the with the amount of transitions and action, the high paced uh, high paced energy to it all. I mean, just very crisp on the details. And, uh, just, just exciting to watch. One of my, one of my favorites to watch go out there. And, and, and James hit on it, man. His, his win over the big picture in Waterloo with his huge following of family and friends. Uh, just amazing. Got very supportive family. I always love to see that because, you know, we, in, in the training side of it, you don't always see that with every, everybody that comes through the door, but 
great supportive family, you know, and, uh, boy, he's taken it and ran with it. He has done so well, you know, as, as the championship is, I mean, the only thing that's really slowed him down is he's had some real unfortunate injury stuff pop up here and there, but man, there's no lack of talent, ambition, hits the weights hard, trains his butt off, works hard on the, in the camp settings. And then goes out there in front of the audience and just gives it everything he's got. So yeah, I got, got a ton of respect for, for Bryce Jordan. He, he's a really good one. And he's, and he's so young, just like James said, man, he's, he's only going to continue to get better. Yeah. If you want to see a great, uh, year long story, see that first match with, uh, Bryce in the big picture at the Hall of Fame where big picture retained. And then that next year, when uh, when Bryce won the title in front of all all those family and friends, I mean, they I don't remember even they bought like 40, 50 tickets and they're like, hey, can we sit in this section? And Troy's like, you can sit wherever you want when you buy fifty tickets at once. So you can sit on the ring if you want. And, well, I tell uh, you, it, yeah. it was tremendous. Just just last year, wasn't it? Michael Bennett, he went to yeah. with Michael Bennett, man, and just just hung in there with him. I mean, that was. That was fantastic. I mean, but that, that's not a surprise. I mean, every time you see him, no matter who you match him against, hey, the more talented, the better. He'll, he'll just he'll match him move for move, you know, hold for hold. It it doesn't matter. I mean, he he's got that level of talent, and uh, he's he's excellent. Yeah, he'll rise to the occasion, you know. And I think something going back to his world title win, and Travis can attest to this. You know, I think when you work with these guys and gals, you really want to root for them too. So. Mm-hmm. I can just remember a lot of not just myself and Travis, but other of his fellow wrestlers getting out of their stuff and going out and watching that match, you know, and it's like, Hey, he's just a guy that you want to root for. And he was a fantastic student in the training process. And it was so cool to see his fellow wrestlers as well as his family out there, you know, giving him hugs. And it was just a, it was a special night in Waterloo. So, yep. And you know we've had a lot of special nights in Waterloo. We're going to have another one here in a couple of weeks on uh, oh July the twenty first, I believe, uh, with the the uh, Impact Pro Wrestling show. And um, but we're super excited and honored to be allowed to uh, uh, release another Impact Pro Wrestling card set through Phil Singer Games and the the uh, Wrestling Indies line. So you know. T.S., James, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you. It's fun. It's funny. You know, and James and I are just in a, in a position where, of course, we love everybody that's on this list because we, we know them. We've kind of been up and down the road with, with these guys and gals for years, you know, and, and certainly miss some of those days with some of these guys. Some of the guys that I was with, you know, it goes back decades, you know, so, uh, I appreciate this little stroll down memory lane. I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, listening to us ramble on about it, but uh, it is a lot of fun, and I appreciate the fact that that uh, everyone took the time to, to include not just myself, but a lot of my my uh, contemporaries and a lot of our up and comers uh, in in this format. So I think it's awesome, and thank you very much for that. Yeah, I, same thing. Thank you guys for having me. It's it was great talking about a lot of good memories about some wonderful people. And I mean, it's just uh, some days you wish you could have some of those days back, but we'll, we'll keep going and we'll keep making more memories. And uh, it's just nice to be um, asked to do this podcast. And it's really cool to see a lot of your brothers and sisters in this game. So it's a, uh, it's definitely an honor to be part of it. And, and uh, 
a lot of those wrestlers are just so fantastic that um, it'll be cool to all be together in Waterloo here in a couple weeks. So thank you guys. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. And yeah, we'll we'll see you in a a couple weeks. These guys will see you in a couple weeks in Waterloo. I'm going to see you Sunday night when we go to to uh, Donaldson. Is that it? The Lee County yes, Donaldson? we're riding together, Chad. Yes. I won't be late. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> we're making the long trip to Lee County. We might be a little crispy at work the next day, but we'll have a good time. Yeah, I might be sleeping at work. I I never <laughs> slept at work, but I might be sleeping that day. So. <laughs> All yeah. right, thank you guys. All right, take care, guys. Thank you, yeah, guys. take care, guys. Thank you, James. Thanks, thanks, guys. Guys. Thank you, guys. Take care. Good to see you. Take Bye-bye. care. All right, and we are back, and that was an awesome uh, time there with uh, uh, Travis and James. Thank you so much again, guys, for joining us. Uh, really uh, gives a lot of flavor uh, to to the. Uh, to these uh, roster reveals, just getting uh, the words and the history from from guys who who knew him so intimately, uh, so that that was uh, fantastic. And uh, hopefully, everybody really uh, enjoyed the artwork and enjoyed uh, all the guys that are going to be coming in this. It's a uh, little bit of the past of IPW along with uh, some of the big future stars, which I think is great being able to get both of those uh, in this set. Uh, well, well, thanks since, to Chad for leading that conversation. Oh yeah, thank Chad, you, Chad, Chad for leading. I didn't that. have Absolutely. to do it. It's not yes. <laughs> Definitely. You know, it's hard. You can't replace Sam Fain, but I tried to step in and do an adequate substitution. No, you do. You did great. And as I say, you know, those guys, you know, better than any of the rest of us on there to kind of help out along with that. So I, I think that that that's fantastic. So thank you so much, Chad. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, since Sam's not here, I did want to briefly touch on WWE. Uh, and, uh, you know, since we spent a lot of time last week on the AEW New Japan show, I did want to briefly mention the money in the bank last week. Uh, I did watch it, uh, one of the few times I actually got to watch something live because it was on, on Saturday afternoon, which I thought was great, you know, having a show like that. Uh, I thought it was a really excellent show top to bottom, like really great matches throughout. I think the highlights were definitely, uh, the women's ladder match, the finish of it was really cool. Um, having, uh, was it, uh, EO Sky was, uh, handcuffed Becky Lynch to, uh, Bailey through the ladder. So neither one of them could climb the ladder. And then she climbed on top of both of them and got the briefcase. I thought that was super inventive. Uh, that was who I picked, even though I didn't do the pickups on the board. Uh, but Jim Steele kept on asking me who I thought was going to win multiple times. I'm like, every single time, I'm like, EO Sky is going to win. She's got to do it. And she did. And, uh, she's, she's excellent. It'll be interesting to see, uh, how she cashes that in. The men's money in the bank, uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, some insanity there. Uh, Logan Paul did not win, uh, which I think made a lot of people happy, uh, with that. Uh, and he did land on his face, which I think probably made more people happy. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, some nasty moves there in the end. Uh, Damian Priest did win the briefcase there, which I think, uh, Threw a lot of people for a loop that were expecting LA Knight, but I think, you know, I think overall, I think it's probably good for both guys. I think it kind of helps Damian Priest a little bit, kind of adds a little bit to their whole thing going on with Finn Balor and, you know, LA Knight. I know a lot of times the guys who get the briefcase aren't always booked the strongest. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that changes on the Triple H regime. I'm not really sure, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe in the end, I think it'll be a good thing for him and he'll still get a high profile match, uh, in the future, I'm sure. Uh, and then obviously the main event, everything with the Usos and Roman Reigns and uh, Solo Sokoa, absolutely amazing match. Definitely recommend that to everybody. Lot, really, really good match. Lots of great psychology, great storytelling throughout the whole thing. Uh, and the finish, uh, was excellent as well. So overall, 
a really enjoyable show. So I'll give a little bit of love to WWE for everyone who kind of thinks we're uh, always on the AEW bandwagon there. So <laughs> did want to spend a couple minutes on that. Uh, but now we'll go out uh, around the horn here to our uh, shout outs. Uh, we'll mix it up a little bit here. Let's go to Stu first. Stu, any shout outs? Uh, thank you, Todd. Thanks for hosting tonight. Thanks for allowing us to be a part of the show. Thanks to Chad for guiding us through that whole IPW reveal. And again, I'm really, really excited for this set. That set looks fantastic. Some really great art, some really great names. Um, I want to give a shout out to Grant Pachoco for his uh, Meanwhile on Kronos thread. He's doing a series of matches now called Shane's Challenge, which looks like a lot of fun. Shane is one of my favorite, uh, I guess you want to call them modern COTG characters. And in uh, Grant's Fed, he's had a, a lot of success, and now he's running through some challenges on Kronos. He just had a match with Star Warrior that was a lot of fun. It's worth a look-see, uh, as is all of Grant's stuff, very creative. And I think that was uh, very well done, and I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, thanks again, folks. I appreciate being on tonight. And with that, I'll say good night, Denmark. All right. Thank you, Stu. Let's go over uh, to Corey Olson. Well, thanks, Todd, again, for hosting and for having us. And uh, thanks to Chad, James, and T.S. Aggressor for the great look at the Impact set. Uh, this was I got to work on the set a lot with Chad and uh, with Zeke's uh, help as well. So this is a really fun set. Some of these guys I wasn't as familiar with, um, like um, uh, Johnny Fitness and uh, Mr. Destiny. So it was really cool to get to know more about them. I knew they had been a big part of the history of IPW. And I'm super excited for Bryce Jordan's card. Uh, I know a lot of people predicted him, so well done. And uh, the Hale Twins as well. I've, I've really grown to enjoy watching them these last few years. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that set. I think it's going to be, it's, this is going to be some awesome releases in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to getting everything in our hands. Um, and if you didn't know, there's some other great Filsinger Games content out there in addition to this great roll-up podcast. Of course, we have Tim, Chad, Stu, and Corey over at Uncharted Territory, the unofficial podcast, not at all official, of Filsinger <laughs> Games. Uh, we are taking this week off, as we said, uh, but we should be back next week with a uh, AUA episode. We've gotten a lot of great questions from you on the discussion board, so thank you, promoters, for contributing to that. I think we do need to split that into two episodes. That's going to be a long episode otherwise. So thank you for the great content. We will get all those questions answered. Hopefully you'll hear episode 140 next week. In addition to that, we also have, as Stu mentioned, Grant Pachoco and the great solo promoter YouTube channel, Steve Tower at After Further Review, uh, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Long Pre in the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Filsinger Games Character Spotlight. So uh, check out all that other great content that is available for you promoters. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for clicking, listening, and downloading this episode. Thank you, Corey. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I put my uh, questions in for the uh, Ask Us Anything there. Hopefully, uh, Mike, have you gotten anything in yet? Not yet, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of something really good to ask. Okay. All right. Good, good. I don't know if mine was any good, but it was not wrestling related. I figured I wanted to get something completely different in there. So those are the fun ones sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I figured. This is something I thought was interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to that show, guys. Um, all right. Let's go over. Uh, we did hear his voice. So let's go over to Tim Dalton. Well, you know, thanks. Thanks again for, uh, for having us on. I thought, uh, uh, you know, I really appreciate being part of the IPW reveal. 
Uh, I always like learning more about IPW. I think it's a great Fed. Really enjoy a lot of that stuff. Uh, I thought TS and James were fantastic. Uh, so thanks to them for coming on and doing all that. Um, you know, I mean, it, it takes a lot of time to kind of put these podcasts together. Maybe not so much time, but you know, it, it does take some time. Um, and you know, if you, uh, if you, if you like the podcast, you know, one of the best ways to show it. Well, what's that, Tim? Is get, get, get some merch. Get, get a t-shirt maybe. So, you know, all you've got to do, people, all you've got to do is go to tkostore.com. That's right. T-E-E-K-O store.com. You've got all your stuff on there. For our, our podcast, the Uncharted Territory podcast, you got our new design out there, too, uh, sponsored heavily by Tendron the Destroyer and Prisoners Everywhere. You've got uh, Filsinger Games t-shirts, $24.99, baby. You can't do any better than that. you got your Galacticon Waterloo 2023 t-shirt, $24.99. You can't do any better than that. And there are even t-shirts for the Roll Up podcast, $79.99 apiece. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Just go to the website, support the podcast, do the best you can do, people. And I'm I'm out, and I will talk to you on the next episode of Uncharted Territory. Fantastic. Thank you, Tim. I thought we were going to make it through the podcast without a cheap T-shirt plug, but we somehow managed to squeak one in there. No, we can can never go without that. No, no, no. no. I'm not sure some of those prices are correct, but, you know, that's all right. You can check it out for yourself. Inflation. Uh, Yeah, no, it could be inflation. could be inflation. Uh, and let's it's go. all about the supply chain. Time. It's all, all supply yeah, chain. That, that, yeah, that, 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 that makes a lot of sense. I want the roll-up retirement plan. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> all right, let's go over to Chad. Chad, any uh, any word from uh, your neck of the woods here as we uh, close up? I'm, I'm I'm ordering a Galacticon T-shirt. Hold on, I, I, I oh, haven't okay. seen that. I, that's very snazzy. I like that. Well, I'm actually, that that Galacticon logo I did see is currently blown up in in, in Troy Peterson's living room and a it is, banner. It is. I just we unfurled that. the yes. banner on uh, when was that uh, Monday night? Monday night. Wow. Yeah. There's going to be two huge banners. Two huge banners at Waterloo Galacticon. And uh, has he told you his plans for one of them? Nope. Well, we'll keep it a surprise. It's going to be a big one. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll tell you guys off air. So, All right, sounds uh, good. But, sounds but good. fans, I'll keep waiting. But, yeah, I just want to quickly hit some of the matches that we've been announcing. We'll have an IPW Women's Championship triple threat match that you can create in your own home with the Impact Pro Wrestling 2 set. Miss Frankie J versus Sage Hale and Briar Hale. Uh, let's see. That's not the right picture I wanted to hit. Uh, let's see. Maddie Starr versus Jimmy Wild. Wes Briscoe versus uh, Midwest Independent Legend Attila Khan. James Jeffries defending his title against his brother-in-law Sparrow in the Legends Lumberjack match. That's going to be an awkward next family gathering after that one, fans. The Luthez Memorial Battle Royal. What else we got going on here? Yeah, we got a... Bryce Jordan? Battle of Waterloo. The Battle of Waterloo between Bryce Jordan and Ethan Everhart. Friends, if I could sell this show on one match, it's this match alone because this match happened at our last Forte show um, that they uh, when they closed down the building to wrestling in November of 2022, and it was fantastic. I'm I'm not one to give seven stars like in Japan, but I would give it seven. I would give it seven stars. It was a really good match, and I'm I'm hoping the boys get ready to to turn it up for this uh, match again. I, I have a feeling they would. And we got a few other matches coming uh, down the road, but we'll uh, kind of sit on them for now. There will be a, a tag team title defense. Um, 
and uh, a couple more matches, but it'll be a good time, as always, in Waterloo, Iowa. I don't have much else to say. I'm, I'm working on little sleep and uh, have to attend to some things off air. So I will see everybody be safe, be excellent to each other, and we'll talk to you next week on Uncharted Territory. And thanks again for the hospitality from Mike and Todd tonight thank- here on Roll Up. Thank you, Chad. Thank you so much for joining here. Mike, any other last words from you? Well, I, first off, I just want to thank the Uncharted Territory guys for coming on. It made the uh, evening a little bit more special to have you guys here. Um, also, thanks to T.S. Aggressor and uh, Mr. James Jeffries, uh, two great guys uh, who uh, gave us some great stories. And, and James also, you know, made my little guys weak by saying hi to him before we started recording. So that was a, had a little run in there and that was a a cool moment for me. So thanks James. Um, And uh, you know, thanks to everybody who's, you know, listening. We appreciate you guys downloading it. You know, please feel free to send us in your questions to Sam or Todd, or uh, you can, we have that on the website as well um, on on how you can send that in, but uh, thank you. And uh, good night to our friends on the Baltic. Excellent. Thank you, Mike. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to have our Around the Galaxy review uh, this week. Uh, yeah, we wanted to spend more time with the main event and whatnot, uh, but um, we should have another update on this uh, next week with some of those. My, uh, I will say that quickly, my uh, Legends tournament that I've been running, the World Cup there, is down to the final 32, and I have constructed the brackets. Uh, and um, unfortunately, you know, one of our number two seeds, Andre the Giant, is going to be facing Magnum TA. So, Magnum, I'm I'm sorry for the uh, short straw. You won your bracket, and that's your prize. So, it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll uh, look to play that out. Uh, whatever don't, I don't play out beforehand will will be played out in Waterloo. So, very much looking forward uh, to seeing the conclusion of that. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to echo. Um, Mike's uh, thanks uh, to the Uncharted Territory crew, Chad, uh, Corey, Stu, and Tim for joining us. Thank you again to James and uh, Travis for joining us tonight to help uh, us break down the roster there. Sam, we missed you this week, but uh, hopefully we'll have you back uh, right before Galacticon. We're planning to do at least one more episode before Galacticon uh, with a little preview uh, after I'm back from my week in the woods. Uh, you know, wish wish me luck, guys. Uh, but that's it for uh, for tonight. Uh, take care of yourselves and one another and remember always roll responsibly